0: Join me, Christine Weinbrenner-Eyrick, for soulful conversations with my community of travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. We might all agree that we are missing travel right now. These conversations highlight what tourism really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. In each episode, you'll hear the story of industry professionals and seasoned travelers who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. This is the soul of travel. Vanessa Carroll is a second-time founder, serial entrepreneur, storyteller, and creative producer. She was recently named as one of the 100 rising Latinx startup founders to watch through her work founding, Greet Her, a travel startup that helps women travel safer. Vanessa is also currently leading Girls in Tech San Francisco as their managing director. In 2020, she finally realized what had been lacking throughout her solo journeys, while traveling alone being stranded in Morocco in the middle of the pandemic, which led her to founding a safety platform for female travelers around the world named Greet Her. The platform targets some of the most important Sustainable UN Development Goals, which are to reduce safety risks for women and to increase income opportunities for them through sustainable tourism. In just a year, GreetHer has organically grown users in over 90 countries and 450 cities around the world. In our conversation, Vanessa shares her draw to entrepreneurship, her travels in Morocco that led her to create GreetHer, and her passion for bringing more girls and women into tech. She has also kindly shared a special discount for our listeners. Solo travel listeners will save 20% off their first booking using code LOTUS20. Love these soulful conversations? We rely on listener support to produce our podcast. You can support me in amplifying the voices of women by making a donation on PayPal. The link is in the show notes. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Vanessa Carroll. Welcome to Soul of Travel. Um, I'm very happy t- today to be bringing uh, Vanessa Carell onto the podcast. She is the founder of Greet Her, which is an amazing company that is helping to address safety concerns for solo female travelers. So I can't wait to bring her to the show and talk more about the work that she is up to. So, welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so
1: much, Chrissy. I'm really excited to be here today. I appreciate the space.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we, we luckily connected in one of the women's travel communities out there for travel professionals, and I was immediately drawn to the work that you were doing, and we had a follow-up call, and so I knew that uh, my listeners would be really interested in your story, so I can't wait to share Uh, As we get started, would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself, um, who you are and kind of what you're up to in the world of travel right now?
1: Yes. Um, hi, everyone. Well, I am based in San Francisco to begin, but I grew up in Mexico City. So um, you hear the accent, Mexican accent. And I have been working on v- her for a little bit over two years now. Um, and I have forever been a very adventurous and spontaneous traveler. Uh, throughout my 20s, I just, I traveled wherever that you know my budget will allow me to travel it wasn't like really picking places to go to and it was just like going to um places that seemed safe to me and I continuously did that until eventually you know life led me through an interesting journey that uh uh created great her you know and previous to that uh, I was a photography producer I had a previous startup, uh, completely different industries, but I did study tourism and business administration when I was younger. So like eventually circled back to tourism and being in travel. Uh, It's been a very great journey. I'm like so passionate about, you know, uh, connecting different cultures, seeing um, how people live in different places and really like forming an opinion of myself, by myself, you know, of like where I'm going to, instead of letting society tell me what a place is like, I think that's why I'm really drawn to travel.
0: Yeah, yeah, and travel has such a, a great way of allowing us to have that experience. So I love that you mentioned that because I think uh, I just actually was at a travel event and that was one of the most common themes of conversation was kind of those shifts and perceptions that you have when you travel. And so if you allow yourself to have a really open mind, you don't even have to have a, a shift in that perception. You just get to form, you know, your own experience of a place as you travel there. So I think that's a, a really valuable way of thinking about travel experiences.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, well, I know that you mentioned that you had a, another business before this and that you really kind of defined, or one of your definitions of yourself as a serial entrepreneur Uh, So I would love to kind of begin your journey to understand what does that mean for you and why do you think you were really drawn to the energy of the entrepreneurial space?
1: Yeah, I think since I was very young, I was always thinking of ways to like make my own things work and like not wait for people to open doors to me. And then really early uh, after I graduated from college, you know, I had such a hard time finding a job and I was so frustrated and I was like I deserve to be in that space and so I was like you know what if no one is going to give me a job in the industry that I want to work in I'm going to create my own business and work in that industry because I do that quality work and that's how I began you know my previous um, uh, like entrepreneurial journeys and I was like it's never some been something that, like, I've never knew what to do. Obviously, uh, I just, like, I was just like, oh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to start a photography, you know, agency. And then I started a production agency. And now I have a travel startup. Um, and it pretty much, like, didn't click me right away that I was going to go this, like, far. Uh, but I knew that it had potential. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, you know, like, risked. Uh, as much as at risk to build this company and um, I think uh, I like to see things go from idea to reality I really enjoy that process um, I know a lot of people are like just waiting for that golden goal but I do love the putting the pieces together and like figuring out and then looking back I look back huh, to the first photo and like mock-up we have of her now and like if I showed it to you you would die it's so horrible you know mm-hmm. Um, and probably right now, like what we have right now, like in five years, is going to look horrendous. But I do like seeing the transition. And like, I think being an entrepreneur uh, means that you are good at problem, problem solving and challenges. And I think uh, I think my greatest skill is I'm a, I'm a hustler. You know, I I am really good at, have a great work ethic and uh, I don't get tired easily. Uh, obviously, they're really hard days, but I think being an entrepreneur is like, resilience, you know, and it teaches you so much about rejection in a way that not college degree or master's degree can teach you. And it's really good uh, for you, like build some like strength in your, in, like your, your mind, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love how you were describing the journey of business creation. I was just talking with a friend too, about how sometimes I feel frustrated that I'm not very creative. And they were saying, um, no, you're so creative, but your entrepreneurship is like your paintbrush. And so that's how you're expressing yourself. And I would feel like that feels similar to you. You know, there's all these different pieces that go into creating a business and some of them are more, um, i guess how we would characterize creativity like creating your branding or your imaging or your language but there's also just that same thing about taking an idea that's inside of you and and getting it outward kind of onto a canvas so i yeah. do feel like entrepreneurship really gives a creative outlet for people in a way that sometimes maybe people don't recognize
1: yeah absolutely i think i think creating a business is probably the most creative jobs you can ever have because you have to invent yourself everything (laughs) you know like you create the name you create the mission statement uh how your website's gonna look you are the behind it all you know you wear all the hats you are the intern while you're the ceo you know and i think that Yeah, brings out your creativity. I'm sure you're, I mean, I know you're super creative. I mean, you might not be the painter or whatever, but that doesn't mean that you're not creative.
0: Yeah, and I think similarly, the vulnerability uh, is shared because it is often, um, like I'm sure we'll learn as we go through your story, but it's something so personal to you that you are putting out there. And like you said, taking a risk on, which also I think, is what makes it so attractive to so many people is because it's something you're really passionate about. It's not working just for the sake of earning an income. It it is bringing something to life, creating an impact. Um, But can you speak to that part of the the journey for you?
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. And uh, if you think that building a a startup from scratch means that you're going to be making a lot of money, Spoiler alert, not true, (laughs) unless you're super lucky, one of the 1% that like has, you know, very wealthy family that can just give you angel investment right away. It it was not my case. It's still not my case. And I think uh, it's really good. Whenever people ask me, like, how do I come up with a business idea? Or like, how do I begin a startup, whatever? I'm like, okay, what is something you're so passionate about? Or like, what is something that like, gets you so upset that it's a problem in the world pick that you know because to me this was something I wanted for myself something I wanted to solve for me and like and then when I started doing more research I found out that obviously you know women around the world want a solution to navigate safer or like to know that they have trustworthy contact wherever they're going and to me that drove me you know like it still drives me because there's so many really tough days you know we're like it's hard you're like oh my gosh should i apply for jobs or you're like what should i do you know and i think what drives me is the mission that we have and the impact because we come with a lot of social impact and women empowerment and um even we're targeting like sustainability practices with so many of the uh the missions that we have and so i think that balances, you know, the challenging part of building a business, knowing that you're so enamored by what you're building and the solution you're providing.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a, a, a great uh, piece of advice is that that it's going to be really hard. You're not going to see immediate success, most likely, like you said, some people find that, but you really, it has to be something that you are so dedicated to because you are really going to be giving it your blood, sweat, and tears to make it happen, um, which I also think is why it, it's, uh, it creates such amazing things because people are really willing to sacrifice that of themselves to create and bring something to the world. Um, so, and you did mention that you created Great Her to answer you know, safety concerns in the travel industry. And this is really based off of an experience that you had traveling in Morocco. I was wondering if you could share a little bit of that journey and how that led to where you are today.
1: Yeah. um, And I wanna say this story and like some, I've been getting a little pushback lately about um, people being like, hey, Morocco is not unsafe. And this is not what I'm trying to communicate. What happened to me was that during 2020, when the world was a chaos, um, I got uh, somehow stranded in a place in Morocco where I, I wasn't supposed to be in. I didn't have anything planned. I didn't know anybody. And um, even though I've been traveling a lot solo and I've been to a Muslim country before in Arabic speaking, this was the very first time where like I really didn't know what to do. And like I had no points of contact. Um I was in a city where I shouldn't have been really late at night, didn't know if I was going to be able to communicate or if I was going to be safe taking taxis outside, you know, like uh, with no language, you know. And um, I basically had one of those Eureka moments, now that I think about it, where like I was looking for a service that uh, did what Greeter does now, and uh, it was just looking to connect with women, with someone local and someone that would make me more comfortable personally was another woman, but from a trustworthy contact, you know? So I kept browsing through my list of contacts and see if I knew someone who knew someone in Morocco, um, in Casablanca, to be more specific. And I couldn't find anybody. And then I looked through my Instagram friends and I couldn't find anybody. And then, you know, obviously you and I connected through through Facebook, you know? um but we do have a reference right like we have someone that connected us together and just meeting someone stranger online without having anything to back to who they are it's kind of scary you know and so to me that was really like the breaking point was like why isn't there a service where you can you know find someone trustworthy and reliable um And I started doing more digging. And then throughout my journey in Morocco, I did get a lot of harassment, you know, walking in the streets. Uh, But I've gotten as much harassment in Dominican Republic as well. You know, like, it's not just that country is a problem worldwide. And I kept looking for female guides wherever I went. And around the country, I only found one in Fest. And I was like, why, you know, and it doesn't mean that male guides aren't great you know i have had great experiences with male guides but i just wanted to connect with a woman who like wasn't gonna hit on me or flirt with me and i wanted to get the, her perspective what it was to be a a, a, a a woman in this place and so this like really sparked an idea in me and i was like why isn't there a, a easier way to book female guides Period. You know. And then so uh, upon re- 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 returning back to San Francisco, where I live, um, I started doing research and I was in a transition point in my life where I had just closed my previous startup. I was like looking for something soul feeling. So I was like, I'm going to start doing more research and maybe write a book about this. And the first thing I did was I interviewed uh, a lot of female travelers. Um, and uh, almost 500 of them, and I asked them. One of the questions I asked them was, "What is the hardest part for you uh, when you are traveling uh, so around the world solo, or like especially to a new place?" And 90% of them said navigating safely, knowing how I'm gonna get from point A to point B, um, how am I gonna communicate, fitting culturally. And I was like, "Okay, I'm not alone." <laughs> you know, a lot of us want something, and and these conversations I was having them big. Be- Female travel community, so it means that there wasn't a, a really well known service that people were using for the, to solve it. Um, so this kind of like was the the drops in my glass, you know. I was like, oh my god, there might, there might be something here. I started doing more research, and I sent my idea left, to right to incubators because I just really didn't know what to do with it. You know, I was like, I have this idea to create something it, it enabled by technology. And I was accepted into two accelerator programs, and I decided to go with one of them uh, that was in Silicon Valley. And uh, that kind of helped shape my idea from A to B. You know, like I really just had like a note on my iPhone, you know, with pages and pages of things that I was putting together. Um, I was going to call it uh, Fem Passport (laughs) initially, and then it turned out to be Greet Her eventually. Um, it just sounded like an easier name to put on an app. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like how Great was born.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think um, I, it's really great that you ended up kind of speaking with all of those women that reconfirmed what you felt, um, because I know that can feel like an isolating experience as well. And um, just to have so many people also realizing that they were having the same challenges. And I know uh, myself traveling personally and also traveling and creating um, programs for other women where I'm often looking for a female guide, that I have seen the same issues. And you know, part of it is because maybe a female guide doesn't have a, a platform to share that they're working, there's not a way for us to find them easy like they're there. Um, and then in other places, it's not as culturally acceptable. So there aren't as many female guides, or even if they were interested, you know, maybe they don't have a way to get engaged in that. And so I think it's such a, a really valuable tool from both sides of the industry. And I, I I believe for you, that is something that you've also found as you started to onboard women to be The guides for travelers. Uh, What what has that experience been, and what have you learned from those women?
1: Uh, It's definitely been very challenging in some locations to find them, and especially in developing countries, it's really tough, and also in countries where technology is not as embedded in their daily lives, like it it is in ours. Um, Sometimes it's like really hard to get them to do our verification process or like for them to understand everything. Um, The system currently worldwide in tourism isn't very flexible or like very open for for people to find them. And that's what I wanted to create. I wanted to create the resource that you, if you're creating tours or like if someone's traveling and wants to help women's economy locally, they can find them easily. So now we have scouted um, greeters, and the reason we call them greeters and not just tour guides is because not all of our guides are licensed tour guides. And I'll be clear about this. And this, the reason is what because the entry, the entry point to become a licensed tour guide in a lot of countries is really tough, and a lot of women don't have access to those resources to become licensed tour guides. So we created a hybrid version of it where we call our service providers greeters um, and sometimes they're just local women who want to have an extra income in that in that town or in their hometown um, and uh, can provide still a good experience. We provide them training. Um, obviously they have to go through a protocol that we give them and you know i think uh, our mission and our slogan is your local bestie wherever you go it's not the typical tour guiding experience where everything is scripted like you will go to at 12 you'll be visiting the cathedral no this is very personalized uh, it's uh it's more of a concierge slash tour guiding experience where you as a traveler can choose the amount of time you want your greeter to be with you the you tell her what activities you're interested in doing and she can tailor uh, an experience for you uh, based on that. We do use a matchmaking service that in which like we try to match someone that fits your your profile the most. Uh, mm-hmm. So, for example, we just had a uh, two travelers going to Tulum and they're uh, both vegetarian and wanted to try, uh, you know, local food in Tulum. And so we pair them with a vegan local tour guide there you know and mm-hmm. they had a great time because they connected in those things um, but yeah in some places like Sri Lanka recently we had a traveler trying to book us in Sri Lanka and it was impossible for us to find a greeter on time now we do have a few because from that effort we found some but we couldn't get it to the traveler in time you know Um, because in some places like that you know everything's still really far away from being technology technologically uh, able, enabled, and uh, it's a challenge, you know.
0: Yeah, I thanks for uh, kind of sharing that. I think that's something not a lot of travelers are aware of, um, especially in the context of certified travel guides and tour guides and what that takes in some countries. In, in some places, it's really a full degree uh, certification. Um, sometimes it's just a, a paid program that does also take a long time commitment. Um, And uh, you know, people listening to the show will also know that that is a barrier in and of itself is for women to have the time and space for that education or to have the access to the income to pay for that. And so that's one of the things I really loved about Great Her when I heard about it is that this is a lot lower barrier for women to be able to engage as local tour guides but that you're still vetting them. So as a traveler, I know that I'm connecting with someone who who knows what they're doing and and has had to go through a process and that is offering me that safety and security. Um, We've pretty much walked through the process, but can you just kind of clarify, like if I am someone traveling and looking for for a guide somewhere, what would that look like working with you and using the, the greeter platform?
1: Yes. Uh, currently, we're going through a transition period with our platform uh, where we're moving it more as in like you will be um, picking by city uh, where you're going and then you'll see the pricing. Right now, um, if you guys are listening today, today you can go and find a list of countries where we have our greeters in. Um, and you can select a book, a greeter in Mexico, for example. And then throughout the booking process, we ask you in which city. And so let's say for this example, you say Mexico city, and then you select the hours, two, four, six hours. And then during that booking process, you tell us um, what activities you're interested in doing or things you wanna see in that place. And you choose the meetup spot and the date, right? And then from that, we take that from the back and then we match you with someone and then we confirm them with you. And then you are connected with your greeter before you even meet, which is really exciting, too, because these greeters are told to give you the tips you you need, you know. And sometimes like when you're traveling somewhere, uh, the most valuable resource is someone that's actually there or like can tell you like, hey, should I actually be booking accommodations in this area. What do you think? You know, and someone can give you like a little bit of advice before you even travel, and you know, um, come up to a conclusion. Like, hey, uh, the career will be like this is what I propose based on your interest. Does that sound good to you? And then you guys meet up. Uh, we we tracking everything um, from beginning to end to make sure that uh, everybody's you know maintaining our guidelines and safety protocols. And then, um, yeah, that's it. And you, you have fun a lot of the times. Our travelers and our greeters have a great time. And then they decide to meet up again or book book again. And um, yeah, I don't know if you have any more questions.
0: No, I think that's great. I just was wondering, you know, wanted people listening to know kind of what they could expect and, and who this might be for. So I think that gives a, yeah. a great idea of the experience. Um, previously you mentioned, um, targeting some sustainable development goals and that that is a part of your passion also with this business. I I would love for you to share what specific goals that you are really working to support and how, how your company is addressing those.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we are a for-progress company, which means that we are targeting some of the most important SDGs, which are to reduce safety risks for women and inequalities in the workforce, um, sustainability tourism, tourism and um, income, income opportunities for women. So by booking a greeter or greeter services, your money is being well spent because the that's majority of it is going to them. And we take a, you know, a percentage for, you know, to just to keep the lights out and for just having um, personnel looking through the verification process training and whatnot. Uh, But we are paying them above fair wage and uh, we're providing women with a very uh, flexible gig economy. And I think that's really exciting too. Um, For me, it was really important that Always has been really important that when I'm traveling, I'm at least giving one of my dollars to someone, some a woman or minority groups because it's just so much impact for for the world in so many ways. And that was that's one of our big missions. Um, and we actually have been just recently been uh, named as one of the top fifteen most innovative. Uh, sustainable companies by the UN uh, WTO, which is the UN World Tourism Organization, uh, this past month uh, because of our efforts uh, we're doing to create um, equality in, for women in tourism jobs. Actually, women make the majority of the tourism sector, however, they're the least paid, not surprise, obviously. Um it's like me and Anya's story, right? But Uh, we're flipping the coin and we're making angry (laughs) a lot of people throughout it throughout the process but it's time for this to be done you know and our prices aren't probably very attractive to the average backpacker but there is a reason for it you know the reason is that we are paying above minimum wage most worldwide you know and um and obviously it's kind of a luxury too like you have that experience of almost having a personal guide and they show you around in some cities we do have greeters who have cars uh not everywhere obviously that goes back to inequalities not everybody can afford a car in a lot of places but in some places we do have that option as well and yeah so yes totally all, all of for progress
0: yeah um, and congratulations on that recognition. And uh, this is obviously also something I'm super passionate about. I just did a presentation on how um, sustainable travel can support gender equity. And so I think um, it's, it's really, you know, what you were saying the, the, the value of a fair wage being given to a woman, especially in many countries around the world, the, the ripple impact that that has. Um, is really immense and so I think that was another thing that I was really excited about and the flexibility so even if a woman was able to become a certified guide because of the obligations of women in pretty much every country around the world they are not likely going to be able to take a a nine-to-five or and a tour guide job is not a nine-to-five job anyway so one where they might need to be gone all day, multiple days, um, traveling to different regions, it doesn't align with their, the other obligations that women have. And so I love that Greher says, look, I have maybe a few hours a day when my child is in school and I don't have other obligations. So I can fit this in on my schedule and still earn an income, connect with other people from around the world. I feel like it's such an empowering and valuable process, for the women who are guiding, but also then, you know, you have shared for women travelers to really understand the context of what it means to be a woman in that destination. Again, this is something that's why I created my company Lotus Sojourns, because I want women to have those conversations. Yeah. And this is such a great space. I mean, I just can imagine, you know, being able to just, like you said, meet your bestie and walk to a coffee shop or, uh, you know, a local park, and have them share their memories of this area or how they engage in community. It's going to be a very different travel experience, um, and I'm really excited for the doors that this is opening for travelers and for females who are are guiding.
1: Thank you. No, definitely. I think it's really important um, for men and women to break their stereotypes they have by starting these conversations and you know um obviously i have you and i have both enjoy like the regular tours and stuff i still book them and i I like that experience but this is a little different you know in in the way like you are getting a little more personal take from them as much as they want obviously um but also getting the little aspect of the local gems right or like the the places, you know, because all of us are different travelers, you know, I may be the foodie traveler, you may be the fashion traveler, I don't know, you know. And like some of our travelers, sometimes also with digital nomads, they just want someone to be local and tell them like, hey, let me show you how public transportation works here, mm-hmm. where you should be really booking your your uh, new apartment at, like, let me show you how things work here. Um, and our greeters are in force to give our travelers safety tips as well and like how to navigate with public transportation if public transportation is safe in that place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. But yes, what a great resource for people that are are traveling in that way as well, because that is, I think, one of the things that people are really intimidated by maybe a digital nomad lifestyle is trying to figure out how to then actually live in a place. So it's very different than traveling in a place. And so again, to have that resource where you could say, oh, great, I can have someone, you know, spend a day with me and learn a little bit more about the area and how to just how to create my own way of being there. I think that is really cool too. Hey, it's Christine interrupting this podcast to share some big news. I'll be setting off on a year of travel with my three daughters beginning in June of 2023. We'll be exploring the world together, visiting my incredible community of Soul of Travel guests and connecting with Lotus Sojourn's impact partners while looking for new experiences to offer in the future. We'll share our adventures on the Lotus Sojourn's website and Instagram, but the best way to keep track of us will be through our newsletter. So if you aren't already on my list, now is the perfect time to join. You'll even have the opportunity to join us in a few locations for mother and daughter and family sojourns. Details will be coming soon in the newsletter about sojourns in Guatemala, Mexico, and Ecuador. You'll also have opportunities to join us in a less formal capacity. We'll share when we'll be somewhere and give you the information on how to book and join us. We are so excited about this opportunity to bring soulful conversations and connections out into the world and to have you join us along the way. Again, make sure you join our newsletter by visiting the Lotus Sojourn's website and you'll receive the information you need to join our Year in the World Sojourn. Now, let's hop back to our soulful conversation. Well, I know another passion that you have is technology. So, you know, you mentioned that you kind of were able to work with a, initially with a partner in Silicon Valley to kind of conceptualize this idea. Um, And I know that you really want to support other women in tech, and you are the managing director for girls in tech in San Francisco. Can you talk a little bit about the barriers that women are still facing in this um, regard and the need that you see for mentors and resources for women in technology?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, really early on my founder journey for Greek her, I realized that there's a huge gap um, in technology. Um, I really wanted to, you know, book women that were like engineers or like UX designers, and initially it was really hard to find them. Um, still is a challenge. Um, I'm now more surrounded by them because of Girls in Tech. And uh, when the opportunity arose to take the manager director role, it's a volunteer role because uh, it's a nonprofit. Um, I was like, I'm not sure if I can take another thing on my plate because I'm so busy. But this sounds like something I'm really passionate about because I had so many uh, barriers and of entry point to the tech world that I just felt so strongly about and uh, I was like there's something I can do to you know provide resources to women who because every business or anything you do now is related to technology and I was like you know I've seen the struggle of it of not being a of not being a technical founder or not being someone technical entering this type of businesses and if we can provide you know access to other women who feel like I felt uh, to learn a new skill to learn how to you know create a website or like uh how to optimize their seo and whatnot you know why not and that's what we do girls in tech is an organic nonprofit or, um, organization globally that has chapters all around the world so wherever you guys are listening to look up if your city has a chapter there um and we organize uh non-technical and technical events non-technical events are more like soft skills um that you can learn how to you know um, pitch to brands to land gigs or like uh, apply for jobs how to craft your LinkedIn uh, page better for landing uh, more more jobs or whatever and the technical side of it is like learn uh, how to code Python and/or like learn um, how to prototype UI frames and um, it's really fun. It's I think it's a great great motivation for us too. And um, literally the mission is to bring more women into tech roles as well. Um, and or if women we see a lot of women in transition um, or women who took a break for uh, to become mothers. And they want to enter back in the workforce and they're like, where do I, where do I even begin? And I'm not a mother, uh, but like, I see how challenging that would be, you know, like things are changing so fast, you know, year by year that like uh, we try to provide those resources, very accessible. Most of our events are for free. So really, really cool.
0: Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, I feel like you have to have some sort of tech background these days because my primary staff is tech, right? So my, all my support systems are just systems that I put in place to automate things, right? Because I can't do everything. So every once in a while, I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn this new technology, put it into place in my business so it can streamline. So I have more time to focus. And I think a lot of times uh, people maybe would get caught up from creating something because they're resistant to learning that technology or it's really intimidating. But I also think the idea that technology is a standalone industry is also changing because like you said, really technology is everywhere. You know, some places don't have as much access to it, but it is such a part of our daily lives. And so I think empowering women to feel comfortable and not like they have to outsource every bit of technology in their job. I think that's really important.
1: Yeah. And by the way, you did a great job. I received your automation, like (laughs) email reminders. I was like, oh my gosh, she's got it all figured out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's one I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Good job. Yeah. And so many things to learn, you know, like as an entrepreneur, it's impossible to know everything. Like you know a lot of things you figure out as you go and i think uh there is organizations like girls in tech and many others um you know i'm also part of uh a few other organizations uh that like support women in general find them you know as a, like if anybody whoever is listening like find these organizations because there's so many great resources and the networking opportunities really do open work, like worlds, you know? And um, it is like having conversations like the one you and I had before this call even happened that like, you know, people, you're like, come up in their mind and they're like hey I found this for you maybe uh maybe you'll benefit from it and I think uh you know it's been a long time since uh we as women are not supportive of each other I think now it's very much trending and let's keep the trend going and um it's it's really good to like just see what is in your city and what other resources you can tap into and I had no idea like I had to at the beginning I was like where do I even begin and uh it took a lot of knocking doors at the beginning, but now I'm like, oh, there is this whole world of organizations that support you. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I yeah, I agree. I think um there are so many ways that you can find support. And I think community is so important as entrepreneurs and um, one of the things I wanted to mention that you were just uh, recently accepted to another accelerator program um, by Expedia that's focusing on inclusion and diversity. So uh, congratulations Thank on you. that. I know that's exciting. Yes. But what do you think that, you know, you mentioned there are these communities, but how important has that been to you? You started with an, with one accelerator and now you're able to kind of move into another one that's a little, you know, a different focus. But what value has that added for you and how has that also kind of allowed you to focus in on your values aligned business creation process as well.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think this accelerator program came at the perfect time, you know. Uh, This is more, obviously, it's focused on accessibility and opening the world to travelers that are in minority groups, you know, we're talking about travelers, uh, female travelers, we're talking about travelers with, um, uh, with this, uh, help me out here, Um, I'm thinking in Spanish, disabilities or accessibility. I was going to say discapacity. (laughs) That's (laughs) in Spanish. Disabilities. Uh, Travelers in the LGBTQ plus community. And uh, it's really exciting that people are looking this way. You know, big organizations, big corporates like Expedia are realizing that these are untapped groups that have money, you know, and like we need to create tools and resources and um services that serve for them and it's been such an amazing experience already like it's only been one month since we kicked off the the program with Expedia and we got a chance to meet the other startups that are creating amazing products for people with disabilities people in these sectors and uh I think it's obviously picking up momentum right now and it's been Forever Overlooked for us is a great opportunity. Uh, we're trying to create partnerships with them. I'm trying to learn one of uh, I'm a huge fan of, I don't know if you're familiar with this startup called Wheel the World, but they do experiences and tours for people in wheelchairs. And like I turned into a that fangirl when I met the founder and he happens to be in my cohort. And I'm trying to learn from him because I want to be able to, teach some of that back to our greeters so our female travelers with disabilities or in wheelchairs can use our services too you know and it takes being in these rooms for you to realize oh my god I have not thought of what it means to be in a wheelchair inside a plane because I am fortunate now and never having to think about it but that doesn't mean that there is millions of people that need solutions for this uh, or blind travelers you know so to me it's been really really like a learning curve like this you know like oh my god you know and it's not because I'm a bad person it's just like I hadn't thought of uh it because I didn't have it around me and Mm -hmm. so I feel like I thrive when I'm put in situations and communities that are like I don't know anybody or anything about because you just like submerge yourself and um it's really, really exciting. And I really, really recommend people who are traveling to look for these smaller companies that are creating change because with your support, they'll become bigger and social impact will like be really, really showing, you know. And there is even like this startup um, that is cre- it's called become rentable and it's by this older woman who I'm really excited that she got this recognition. Um, and she's be- she's helping people with properties um, make sure that they are accessibly friendly and me- going and measuring doors and whatnot and it's really exciting you know to know that solutions like these are being built.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah I love these spaces for uh, for businesses to grow in because like you said you know you you're learning from their experience and expertise as well but you're also learning about the gaps that you have and and you're also being really inspired and motivated so even if your businesses aren't really similar there's still so much to learn from one another and I think you know you mentioned earlier that you know the the dynamic between women, not supporting each other and really supporting each other Um, I feel like I have seen that as well and I I think in these spaces that competitive drive is dissolving and this idea of really wanting to support one another um, is really powerful to just see that happen and like you said you know we had a call and then You know, now I know more about who you are and what you're looking for. And if something comes my way, I'm like, okay, Vanessa needs this. And like, I have no hesitancy or there's no question for me to think, well, but if Vanessa gets this, is this going to mean I can't have that? Like that thing doesn't come into my mind at all. I think naturally it doesn't, but I also think the ability for that to happen without it feeling like it's going against a social norm is becoming more common um, so I appreciate that, and I'm in a um, a fellowship right now with Vital Voices. And today we just had a call, and there's women from 40 different countries who all have impact-driven businesses that are um, related to also the the UN SDGs. And we were talking today about like you know how to understand what that means what your story is what's your strategy aligned with those sustainable development goals and it's so interesting because we were also talking about the cultural context because if we have women from 40 different countries around the world all of these ideas mean different things and represent different challenges based on where we are and um for me, like I'm excited to grow my business, but almost more than anything, I'm, I'm excited to have this broader understanding of what business looks like for women around the world. Like every time, kind of like you said, you're like, I've never thought about that, or I've never had to think about that. And that growth, I think for me as a professional will probably even be more important than whatever I create in my business.
1: I agree. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited that you're in this fellowship. I think you mentioned that before. And I think, uh, you know, when I began my business, I have really great girlfriends around me, but none of my friends had businesses. So I like, I had to go and make new friends. I kept my old friends too, you know, obviously, but I had to go make new friends who were building companies. I'm so sorry about that. And, um, and that like really has taught me a lot because, it, you know, there is a lot of support from them, you know, and something that we should all know is that your success doesn't take away from my success. And I really seen it building this company from other founders and from other business owners because we understand how hard it is, you know, to like build a company or a business. And to me, that's really exciting. And anyway, I can support, Anyone, or like if someone comes to me with advice, I'm like more than happy to provide it because I have been lost for a long time you know, building this small business and like I really needed mentors. I was like, who do I ask for this? And now I do have a network, um, but it took a lot of time and effort to build it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thank you for sharing that because I, I think that is also some people maybe see someone who has a business in the direction they want to go and they feel intimidated about asking them, but I would say the same to me. And I also offer my advice and support wherever I can, but maybe don't be in intimidated to reach out. Cause I do think so many people are excited. Like we get excited about your business as well and, um, can offer insights and offer connections. And I, I think people should really take advantage of that, um, and embrace that when people offer it and not feel like it's an empty offer, that people really do mean that when they say that they want to help to support you uh, to grow your business. Um, well, before we wrap up, Vanessa. Um, I really appreciate this. I'm sure people can find you easily, but where would they look for GreetHer if they want to use that service on their next travels?
1: Yes. Uh, so GreetHer is a combination of two words. I initially wanted it to be called Greetreader.com, but that was taken. So that day I was really upset and I was just looking at my notebook and I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then I combined Greet and Her Um, that's why uh, the name Um, and so greether.com you can find us Uh, hopefully next time on on your show I'm able to tell you download our app not yet but in the process of it and we are on Instagram um, at greet.her and I am on LinkedIn as Vanessa Carell so if you guys want to connect there I'm happy to and info at greether if any of you wants to ask us anything, or want to collaborate with us, or try our services, let us know, and I'll be happy to
0: chat more. Great, thank you so much. Well, uh, to end our call, I just have a series of seven rapid fire-ish questions, so we'll jump into those, um, and I really appreciate your time today. It's been so fun. Likewise. Um, Thank you. Uh, What are you reading right now?
1: Oh, my God, I'm about to reveal this. <laughs> I could, literally I went to bed reading it and I don't remember the author, but it's called Motherhood. And it's a book about deciding why women uh, decide or not to have kids. And I'm not near that, but I just I just wanted to have some thought provoking a uh, book to read about it. And then when I read, I was like, what is the best book for it? And apparently that this came up and I started last night.
0: I'll uh, let you that's know. so interesting. Yeah. I, I love that there's a resource for that. Also, yeah, people listening, there's a resource for everything. Like if you <laughs> are curious about learning, I feel like the ability to have free or, and or affordable education on any topic in this day and age is something I'm constantly mesmerized with. So thank you for sharing that. Um, What is always in your suitcase or backpack when you travel?
1: A scarf. I always have a shawl on me. I have seen me so many times as a towel, as a beach blanket, if I want to cover my head or
0: like for everything. I always have one near me. Yeah. Um, To sojourn is to travel somewhere as if you live there for a short while. Uh, Where is a place that you would love to sojourn?
1: Oh that's cute. Huh um I think right now I would pick
0: Nepal. Uh what do you eat that immediately connects you to a place you've been? Oh tacos
1: I mean I grew up in in Mexico or just tacos I'm like oh my god I miss home
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting ready to travel with my girls for an extended period and my one daughter she's like I just can't wait till we get to Mexico so I can eat tacos every day that's (laughs) so cute I love it (laughs) um who was a person who inspired or encouraged you to set out and explore the world
1: my dad uh my dad since very little like Kept telling me, I don't know, like nonstop. But I'm not sure if he regrets it now because <laughs> I kept traveling. But he always was like, "I want you to travel the world. I want you to see these place And he traveled a lot. Uh, he's a journalist, so I saw him traveling a lot when I was little. And they, my parents, always prioritized travel, and they got stuck with me. So mm-hmm. I did listen to my parents.
0: That's good. Uh, if you could take an adventure with one person, fictional or real, alive or past, who would it be? Oh my
1: God. Um like an adventure, like a travel trip. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll go somewhere with
0: Anthony Bourdain and just have like the best meals ever, you know? That would be fun. Yes. Uh, the soul of travel is a place where we can um honor and elevate the work of women around the world. Who is one woman that you admire and would love to recognize in this space?
1: Hmm. Uh I really uh, love the community that Evita from Nomadness has created. I think uh, she's up to something really exciting, but there's also uh, the altruistic traveler, Bianca. So I just named two persons, Um, really stoked about what she writes about, always like how to travel altruistically. And I'm a huge fan of her writing. Um, So those are two bonus points.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You get extra credit. (laughs) Um, Well, Vanessa, as I mentioned, this has been such a great conversation. I have been so excited to bring it uh, to the podcast and I really hope that uh, people reach out to you both as travelers and collaborators and as um, potential guides in different destinations. And I wish you all the success and I can't wait to have you come back and hear how things are going uh, in in a little while as well.
1: Yes, I would love to, and I hope you can um, try greet her while you're in Mexico. Your, with, the, with your daughters. That would be yes, awesome.
0: I would love to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I'm so happy to connect with you. You can find more about the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourn community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here you can find out more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can also find the Lotus Sojourns I Guide for Women, as well as my current book, Sojourn, offering an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective, or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or Soul of Travel Podcast. Join the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story.